We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast welcome into the wednesday edition of the pack a day podcast i'm steve perhatch joined as always by sarah keller no dusty evely he is uh, not with us tonight he's got some stuff going on so i uh, hope everything's going okay for him but uh sarah I, I don't even know what to say at this point. Like, <laughs> we were we were approaching this stretch of games versus the the Lions, the Chargers, the Chiefs, and I was like, I was so emotionally prepared for the Packers to go zero and three, and they somehow magically turned it around, went three and zero. But um, you know, how you doing? How'd you enjoy the game? Since there's no Dusty, I won't limit you as to what you're allowed to talk about. Oh just, wow! You know, I'm I know I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. How many people do you think are even still listening after you're like, oh, no, Dusty tonight? They're like, oh, we'll tune in next week. Click the stop button. Okay, yeah. we got it. All right, that's enough. We'll go watch Andy on YouTube uh, now. This is just this is too much. But, no, I'm I'm feeling great. Like you said, I think we reverse jinx the Packers because if you remember, if you've been listening all season long, several weeks ago when the Packers were going on a little bit of an easier stretch in their schedule after a nice start to the season, Steve and I, very similar, which is what's (laughs) making me nervous. We're together. Dusty was absent. And we're like, you know, the Packers, they could go on a run here. You know, their schedule gets easier. They could win their games. And they lost all of them. And here we are again. (laughs) Packers are playing well. Uh, They got a a seemingly easier stretch coming up. But I I think this time it's a little bit different. Things are looking really consistent for the Packers. And I mean, Sunday night was awesome. I went in with zero expectations, really just did not think that they were going to win. I, you know, thought that it would probably be closer than maybe we we had originally thought just after seeing some of the things the last couple of weeks. But I, I mean, 
being completely honest, I did not think that they were going to win that game. And to win it in the fashion that they did, like I know it got close towards the end, but it really felt like for most of the game, the Packers were dominating the Chiefs uh, in all three phases of the game. I mean, it was crazy. Mm -hmm. And Jordan Love has arrived in prime time with the world watching, all the Swifties watching. He... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he played phenomenal you know every week now where we keep saying this is the best game of his career it's the best game of the season and he just continues to trend in the right direction and it's just really awesome to see I love where this team is headed they seem like they just believe in each other and seeing the videos after the game in the locker room with Matt LaFleur it just seems like this is where they wanted to to go and they're finally getting there and they put in the work and People are pieces are starting to click and key players are starting to kind of pop up here and there on both sides of the ball. And it was enjoyable. And I'm feeling really good going into this stretch now. And, you know, who would have thought that a few weeks ago <laughs> we'd be saying if the season ended today, the Packers would be in the playoffs. It, it, it's unbelievable. And there there were so many doubters and just, you know, naysayers about oh it's the first year without Aaron Rodgers what's that looking like well right now they're probably going to have a better record than what they did last year which is crazy to think about Mm -hmm. that in one year with the youngest roster in the NFL this can happen so long answer to your question Steve (laughs) you're doing good (laughs) I'm feeling great yeah this is uh, uh, this is awesome and it's honestly unexpected but in the best way yeah, I was uh, I was having a great time watching that game. Like, I was all by myself. I was yelling things at the TV. I was having a great time. I'm sure my neighbor upstairs was probably getting annoyed with me, but you know, every uh, time there's cares? a big yeah, I do. I don't. I don't. But uh, every time there was a big play, every time you know uh, the Keyshawn Nixon interception, like I'm, oh I'm yelling at the top of my lungs. Um, it was just overall just such a, a great t- like a great game, but. You know, seeing this young team learn how to win—that's the biggest takeaway I've, I think I've gotten from these last three games. Is you know, these were games they weren't supposed to win. They figured out ways, and it wasn't like some fluky fumble or whatever. Yep. And, you know, although Chiefs fans are calling for the pass interference, like you know, that there were so many non-calls back and forth between the two that I think that they they very much evened each other out. And for the fact that the Packers led the whole game, the Chiefs never led in that game, which to me. That I mean that that shows real real form in this team. So super exciting, a lot of fun. Um, but we got some news and notes more than more than we normally have, Sarah. So we're gonna run through some of this stuff and kind of walk through it. We'll do our normal Packers offense versus the opponent's defense, and then we got some pretty good questions too. So we'll uh, uh, hopefully keep you guys entertained on a Wednesday. Uh, first note: Kenyon Drake, running back, has been signed to the practice squad, and that meant that. They released running back James Robinson. But, Sarah, do you still have up, like, where his little history was for this year? Yeah, so, I mean, when you hear Kenyon Drake, you probably remember back in the day, Alabama spent a few years in Miami, um, had a decent start to his career. But since then, he's bounced around a lot, especially this past season. So he spent the preseason with the Colts. Uh, Then he joined the practice squad for the Browns um, on October 31st, but was released on November 28th. Or no, sorry, I had this wrong. He spent the preseason with the Colts. (laughs) Then he was 
released by the Ravens on October 17th after appearing in two games. Then he joined the practice squad of the Browns. So on October 31st and was released on November 28th. So like I said, he's he's been around. He tweeted the news Self-proclaimed himself. world tour. Yeah, said the North American tour continues. Oh, do I think this is going to be a big impact move for the Packers? No, we talk about this all the time. Usually on our episode, there are some moves like this, and we say, hey, you might see maybe they get in the game once or twice, they they get a snap or two, and then the next week we see that they're released. Um, so it, it's just strictly a business move. I wouldn't be surprised if, if he leaves, and then we could see Robinson come back on the practice squad. A lot could happen, um, but I'm not reading too much into it. Can't make too much uh, – or read too much into these moves yeah i mean maybe they value drake over james robinson a little bit they're like oh we could get a slight upgrade and if aaron jones isn't back this week then yeah they could bring him up so yeah not too much to to lose sleep over um next up we've got should be a fun monday uh there's two monday night football games but Luck, actually, I don't know if Packers fans will find this lucky, <laughs> <laughs> knowing the vitriol that they have for the uh, the team that's going to be calling it. But uh, the Packers did get the technically the A squad, and they got Joe Buck, Troy Aikman, um, and I believe Lisa Salter. So, <laughs> do do you care, Sarah? Like, I mean, to me, I don't care who's calling the games. I don't. I, I've gone through enough where I understand how difficult it is to call a game. And most of the times there isn't that favoritism behind it that people think there is, but you know, some like it's, it's, you know, the buck games or it's uh, I forget who it was earlier in the season, but like Packers fans sometimes have real big problems with the announcers. Yeah. I don't care that much, but I think this signals, obviously if the Packers are getting the A team that people are, inter- they think that people are interested in what's happening in green Bay and, um, obviously what's happening with love right now is a storyline around the league that people are excited about. Um, and that, that's probably the rationale there. I mean, the other option is, uh, Titans dolphins, um, which is a okay game, but I feel like the dolphins will probably blow them out. Yeah. Uh, the, they have announced for the giants that Tommy DeVito, uh, Apparently, is it is his real name the Italian Stallion? Is that his nickname? I mean, or he has a lot. Just... He has a lot of nicknames. Do you know the whole background on him? I do not know. Okay, so Tommy DeVito. Oh, this is great. I, I feel excited now that you don't know anything <laughs> about this. So he he lives with his parents still because his parents live like nine minutes away from the Giants facility. So he's like, I literally Sweet. couldn't live closer. Um, but I, I just want you to think like super stereotypical Italian. And this is what he is. Like his family was were doing the hands and the crowd at the game and like the fans are doing it. And now he's doing it. He said, you know, he also loves living with his mom because she does his laundry and she makes him oh chicken cutlets. Like, yeah, it, it's a whole thing. You should definitely look at some of the memes on Twitter. That's why I'm surprised you haven't seen it, just because there's a lot of a lot of Italian jokes. Um, and I mean, when your name is Tommy DeVito, kind of the sure. jokes write themselves. But sure. yeah, everyone everyone's <laughs> loving this um, storyline. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens, just because it is a home game for them. And I feel like the fans are really into this. So we'll probably see some funny signs. Okay. Okay. Looking forward to that. Next up, we have Devondre Campbell is the Walter Payton Man of the Year nominee for the Packers this year. Just figured we'd kind of put that out for you. But the the real thing that we kind of wanted to, to, to check in with Sarah on, because 
as much as uh, she's enjoyed the year off from not having to watch all of the Pat McAfee show uh, and the clown car that that is, um, Aaron Rodgers was on again since it's Tuesday, and he had a good three minutes on Jordan Love. And uh, uh, we both agree that he seemed very genuine when he said this, but why don't you kind of fill the people in on some of the things that he had to say? Yeah. So basically publicly, if you just were looking at the quotes or tweets, you could see where, you know, my, my first instinct was, uh, I don't know if that's genuine. Um, you know, I saw a Packers reporter quote tweeted uh, what he said, and this is what Roger said. I, I, am I surprised by the way Jordan has played? No. Am I happy for him? Hell yeah. Some people probably thought I was rooting against the Packers this year or rooting against Jordan. That couldn't be further from the truth. So I read that tweet and I'm like, eh, I don't know. You know, but yeah, that's fair. Everyone knows about just the fallout with Aaron Rodgers. But then I watched the full three minute clip where there's context and they talk about this. And I went, eh, you know what? I think he's actually being pretty genuine here. Um, you know, he basically said that he always has had respect for Jordan Love and that he genuinely, and it really genuinely seemed like he was like, I wish things would have worked out differently with the Packers. I do. I wish the ending could have been different. It wasn't. That's the reality. Um, and I I really hope for the best for the organization, for Jordan Love. He said he thinks Jordan Love is going to be a great player in the league for a long time. Um, he mentioned, you know, it's his birthday over the weekend and that uh, Ty, who, Ty Schmidt, who's a personality on the Pat McAfee show. He's also a huge Packers fan. Um, I guess he was at his birthday party and I, that he just kept coming up to Ty cause they didn't have the game on or he wasn't watching the game at the party. And he kept going up to Ty cause he knew that Ty would be following the game and was like, how are they doing? Are they playing well? How's Jordan doing? And that he was super excited to hear that, Oh, you know, they're playing really well. Jordan is having the best game of his career. Uh, so it, it really did seem like he was excited for the team um, but he also made an interesting point about how quick people are to crown some of these young guys or declare that they're him or that they're this guy or that they compare the, you know, them to Brady or Rogers or Manning or whoever. and Or that they suck. Or, yeah, or on the contrary, that they're terrible and that they're never going to go places after, you know, a couple bad weeks of football. And so I, I think that's a very good point. And it's something that at least on our podcast, we've always kind of tried to preach of like, Hey, let's pump the brakes. We talked about this last week. I'm pretty sure when someone asked, you know, is, is Jordan love the next Rogers or when people keep comparing those stats and Steve, you made a good point about the eye test. And at first there was just a little something with Rogers where you're like, Whoa, this guy is different. Mm -hmm. There's something about him. And so thought it was kind of, refreshing truthfully to hear it from Rogers saying you know hey sometimes guys aren't the guy right away and then they actually turn out to be fantastic leaders players in the league um so just kind of an interesting thing I think there's been a lot of bad blood at least online right now between Packers Aaron Rodgers and you know we're all guilty of it I'm guilty of it of seeing something and feeling a little jaded about it but Today, I think it was genuine love for the Packers on the Pat McAfee show, which, hey, that's nice for a change. It's a nice change of pace. It's a nice change of pace. Yep. I mean, I, I, I really enjoyed it, too. I, I, it's, the big thing I took away was, like, let's not crown him. And then you you feel like you're like, ooh, he's trying to – is he trying to be a dick? And then he comes back and talks about how you can't you can't do it both ways. Like, you need to give these, time, these kids time. And this still is his first year starting. Like, that's, that's a big takeaway. And it's – 
four four games in a row. He's played really well, but it's still four games. You know, the first half of the season wasn't great. Uh, so, you know, it, it's been wonderful. But again, like the whole like, and I, again, like you said, Sarah, I'm guilty of this. And it, like my one of my tweets from Sunday was not me yelling in my apartment. We have another Hall of Fame quarterback. Like so, yeah. It's easy. It's super easy to get excited about it when you see him consistently playing well, and it's a lot of fun, especially because Packers fans haven't had the most, uh, haven't had to deal with a lot of losing games or not playing well. And early on in the season, we saw that a lot. So now all of a sudden, we only had to deal with like five games of that, and now it's back to really good, high quality quarterback play. It doesn't seem fair to a lot of people, but I'm completely here for it. So yeah, I mean, this is fandom. You you mm-hmm. overreact exactly. I mean, there, there's a, one of my favorite memes uh, that reemerges every season is when you say, I can't remember exactly how it goes, but it's like, I, I said that we're back just in time for us to say it's over. Like that, it's, that's <laughs> being a sports fan in a nutshell. Like you feel like you're on top of the world and then one play, one game, you're down in the dumps. And then you go back and you do it all over again the next weekend. Very true. All right, Sarah, let's jump in. The uh, Packers are going to be playing the Giants this week, Monday Night Football. Let's take a look at one thing you're looking for from the Packers offense versus the Giants defense. Yeah, I'm excited for this. Obviously, another primetime game, so all eyes going to be on Jordan Love and the Packers, especially after what they just did to the Chiefs on Sunday. Giants are going to be well-rested. They're 4-8, and eight, but they're coming off the bye week um, after a 10-7 win over the Patriots <laughs> Thanksgiving weekend. That was an absolute stinker if you watch that game. Um, and Green Bay's currently a six-point favorite, even though it's on the road. So what I'm looking for, compared to the first few weeks of the season, the Giants defense is playing a bit better, um, but they're still not elite by any means. And if the Packers can hang with Kansas City – This should, keyword should, be a much easier game for them. Uh, Their strength really is in the pass pressure. Um, And so, again, you know, I was looking for it last week, but I'm going to look for it again this week. It's just protect Jordan Love. I thought they did a great job of doing this against the Chiefs front, which, again, they have some dogs on that front. And you would have thought, oh, this is the game that Jordan Love's going to get beat up a little. No, protection was overall really good. Gave Jordan Love, you know, a few times you could tell he had to get rid of it, but pretty clean for most of the game. And that's what I'd love to see again. Just let's keep the pocket clean. Let love cook. We saw when he was able to do that and that they trusted him to make some of the big throws. Granted, were a few of them kind of farvish. Hey, let me just chuck it up. Hope Romeo, say a prayer. Hope Romeo Dobbs catches it. Yeah. But if that, if you gain the confidence and give him the opportunity to do that, then great. Then those throws are going to start to hit more than they're not. Um, so that's what I'm looking for. Just protect your quarterback, let him continue to get comfortable and continue to just grow and grow and grow so that we can kind of keep seeing this evolution of this young Packers team. Hey friends, I'm sure you're all familiar with some of the hassles of finding game tickets at a reasonable price without all the headaches that go along with it. I've been on a bit of a roll lately as I went through one ticketing service that never sent me the tickets and I had to panically try to get a hold of somebody the day of the game. I had another service that didn't allow me to transfer tickets. So when I could no longer go to the Wisconsin Iowa game, transferring the tickets was extremely difficult. It was just all so frustrating. That was until I found game time. Game time is so easy to use with a low price guarantee, event cancellation protection, easy to find tickets, and an even easier to use app. 
GameTime is the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. You can buy tickets in a matter of seconds and they are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through emails and have those same panicky moments that I did the day of a game. So next time you're buying tickets, make sure you snag them using GameTime, stress-free. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code PACKADAY for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PACKADAY for $20 off. Oh, and GameTime is also a great way to buy tickets for a holiday gift. Just make sure to use code PACKADAY. Download GameTime today, last-minute tickets, lowest prices, guaranteed. Hey there. I'm sure you've heard a ton about daily fantasy sports, but I'm here to tell you that you've never experienced anything quite like prize picks. With basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League, a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three points made plus receptions. Even more fun yet? Do you want to play alongside some of Prize Pick's favorite players like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz? You can now find community plays under the promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the Prize Picks community each week. I've had so much fun making Prize Picks a part of my daily fantasy sports routine. They cover all of my favorite sports, have a ton of variety and different options to choose from, and the player choices are immense. I even had a fun J.K. Scott selection the other day for the Chargers game. I recently had a big win on Saturday morning in a London game, and it just made the viewing experience so much more enjoyable. It's fun, it's exciting, it's easy, and there's a level of creativity and uniqueness about it that I really, really enjoy. So go to prizepicks.com slash packaday and use code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash packaday using code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. I'm looking right now, the defense is, is all about keeping this, this young offense in the game. So uh, A, that's something that, you know, I know we don't cover that. I'm not going to go in depth, but A, I want the defense to continually keep this, this offense in the game kind of manage Saquon Barkley a little bit. But the thing you really want to see, or I really want to see from this offense, this is the first time that they're favored by like a lot. Mm-hmm. And especially on the road, I want like, they're learning how to win. That's great. But nobody was expecting anything from them. They really weren't. And so going into the Chargers game, going into the Lions game, like hell, the rumor was that there was a, there was already a branded lion on the Turkey before the game even started. Like, that's exactly what they thought was going to happen. So uh, what I want to see is this team be able to have success um, offensively, continually, you know, put their, put their thumb, their stamp on this game, do the things that they want to do and then not play down to the level of the team. Like right now the Packers are the superior team. I want them to come out, show that, that they know that, and that they can play their game as opposed to, you know, doing whatever the, the Giants are trying to dictate. So not the most, you know, obviously with Sarah and I doing this, we don't have the most dusty level answers for this. Hopefully that's okay for you guys. You'll, you'll allow us to do that. But, you know, I really want to see this team continue to grow in more ways than just learning how to win. Like, that's great that they're doing that now. Now it's time for now it's time for some more from them and seeing what the, how they react, what they do with it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if the, if the Packers are able to just – crush a team that would be pretty nice uh because even with their wins this season where i felt good a little part of me because of some mishaps earlier in the season is always like can i get comfortable here or can can i breathe for a second and just know that they have this in the bag so if they could do that against the giants monday night 
that would just be incredible. All right, and as always, we ask for your questions and we're doing every single question we got this week because you guys brought the heat. We got some really good questions, great variety. And we're gonna start with our good old pal, Matt Pickett. Matt asked four different questions. Um, <laughs> one for Dusty, one for Steve, one for me, and then one for all of us. So Dusty isn't here, but we can answer on his behalf because we, well, we're not gonna give a technical answer like he would, I think we know the answer. So Matt wants to know, Dusty, what do you like most about where the Packers passing game is at? I, I think Dusty's probably loving how much they're using the tight ends. He has been slamming the table for this for years, and they're finally doing it. I, I'm sure you know, Dusty was at Lambeau for the game. I'm sure he probably cried on that first drive, um, <laughs> on that touchdown drive. He was probably so happy. Uh, so if I had to guess, it would be just the utilization of tight ends and the creativity there. It helps. It helps when you have guys that can actually catch the ball too. Yeah, I mean, a, I'm sure. I'm sure Dusty's very happy. I, he'll probably write an article about it this week. <laughs> and S Steve, he wants to know what about the Packers are you most angry about? Matt, the secret is is that I'm always angry. <laughs> 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 uh, I, I mean, right now, I don't feel like I'm super angry. Like. I think the most the, – the thing that I'm probably frustrated about the most right now was from that last game was the the, the calls that were being made, you know, the, the hit out of bounds on Patrick Mahomes, like, quote, unquote. Um, the fact that they, let you know, tackled MVS, you know, forward progress, and they gave them the out of bounds, like, just stuff like that. Um, but those things go back and forth. Like, there was a clear defensive pass interference <laughs> against MVS. Oh, I did uh, – I did like Annie Agar's joke at the end of her video of her weekly recap of the NFL. It's like they didn't call it because they knew he was going to drop it anyway, which I, <laughs> I found great humor in. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, was, and that was like the mic drop, and then the video ended. It's like that's they didn't call it defensive pass interference because they knew MVS was going to drop it anyway. Oh, oh my goodness! You mm -hmm. know. Honestly, Steve, I thought for this answer you were going to say that you didn't come up with the love shove. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good yeah. one. I liked it. I, liked I know. It. I saw your tweet. You were super excited. I'm like, oh, I bet Steve is pissed that he didn't think of that sooner. <laughs> it's such like a dad joke. It would have been perfect for you. Um, well, and then Matt asked me, so why is Steve overreacting? Well, I don't really think Steve's overreacting too much. This is a rare occurrence. You know, everyone go buy your lottery tickets, place your bets, <laughs> do what you need to do, because I don't think Steve's overreacting about anything this week. But this is a trap. This is an absolute trap week, trap question. And we could be back a week from now, one day after the Packers potentially lose to the Giants and Steve could have a lot to overreact about. So I'm a little I'm a little scared and I'm crossing all of my fingers and toes that this <laughs> does not happen. Um, I mean, it's my brand to overreact. That's what I do. Yeah. So you're what, what I bring to the podcast. The Packers are shocking the world so much that Steve's completely off brand. He doesn't even know what to say. He has nothing to yell about. Um, he's lost. He's a lost boy. Um, oh, what is the number one food you think of? What do you think of the holiday season and why? So this is a question for all of us. Okay. Uh, I would say if I started thinking of holiday season, it's Christmas ham and cheesy potatoes. 
Like Ooh. those things go together. Like my mom makes that every single Christmas, like a huge pot of cheese potatoes, like cubed up potatoes, and then a good honey baked ham. Oh, every Christmas, and I love it. Interesting. I'm going to go basic here, but this is what I think. And it's just cookies, Christmas cookies. Mm. You know, as a kid, you think about, oh, you got to put cookies out for Santa. You grow up, then you learn how to make cookies. You go to work potluck. There's cookies everywhere. You know, the cookie train never ends. It's it's never ending. It's timeless. So always think of cookies during the holiday season. All right. Our next question is more of a comment from Totally Not Renee. And they said, bleep i missed the cutoff <laughs> i was going to try sneaking in another dave matthew band question for my backwards cap wearing brother steve steve care to comment <laughs> i mean i am wearing my hat backwards right he now is. So. he is he... <laughs> i mean and i that's... felt like I, yeah i responded with a great dave matthews gif of him like dancing on stage like i i enjoy his music i've been to his concert they're a lot of fun I know Dusty likes to make fun of me because I wear my hat backwards at times, uh, but I don't care. He can thank Ken Griffey Jr. for that. That's the exact reason. I, when I was a kid, he was like the coolest baseball player, and he always wore his hat backwards. So I was like, done. And it hasn't changed since. So um, I will still probably be a you know, 70-year-old grandpa and be wearing my hat backwards. So I don't think that will ever change. But, Renee, if you ever want to ask me questions and you want to DM me and talk about Dave Matthews all day, buddy, all day. He's ready. Um, all right. Next question is from Brian Hartstad. He said, there's much to be excited about, including five remaining winnable games. <laughs> let's let's hope. What do you think? <laughs> Slow your roll, Brian. Slow yeah. your roll. <laughs> what do you think is this team's strength right now? And then, of course, we got to start sit cut. Christmas treats edition. Gingerbread, fruit cake, and eggnog. So, Steve, why don't you answer the first part of this question, and then we'll address the second part together. <laughs> uh, okay, so the strength of this team right now, um, I, I really think right now that it's that it's how young they are, is that they don't know any better. Like, they just go out, and they've been putting their ass on the line every single day. Like, it's all starting to click. It's all starting to come together, and they just go out, and they have fun. And they're learning together and they're growing together. Like, and it's not like by any means like saying like, oh, they just don't have the, the knowledge, the experience. But on some level, that can be a good thing of they're all learning. They're all doing this together. And that creates that team mentality that maybe kind of wasn't there last year or last few years just due to like, you know, Aaron Rodgers being 38 years old and all these young rookie wide receivers and everything. But with Jordan Love, he's, he's right there with them. He, you know, they all – are kind of coming together as one and I mean they're all and they're all buying in like nobody has to be the alpha nobody has to like every week somebody else is doing it and I think it's pretty awesome to witness yeah I kind of have a similar answer I said the strength right now for the Packers is in their culture uh it really feels like this team absolutely has each other's backs and that whether they face adversity like they did during a rough patch this season, they're going to find a way to come out on the other side. Um, and, you know, not to point blame at Aaron Rodgers. You know, we, were, we said some very nice things about Aaron Rodgers earlier in this episode. Um, but there were a lot of times where the Packers would go down in a game or they'd have a touch stretch and they rolled over and died. And mm -hmm. it was really hard to watch. And it seems like this team really believes in each other. They're building something that's a bit different than what we've traditionally seen in Green Bay, but that's really refreshing. Um, and I think these these young guys under Matt LaFleur's leadership are really building something that in the next couple of years could 
could be something pretty dangerous and I'm excited to see where that goes. All right, now let's address the problematic portion of this question. <laughs> Start sitting and cutting gingerbread fruit cake and eggnog. And Steve and I basically banded together as we were prepping for the episode and said, there's only one that we even want on our team. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's gingerbread. We're going to cut fruit cake and then we're going to make, we're going to kill eggnog. We want it mm-hmm. to be gone. We don't want it to exist or we want to trade it for something. Send it to the sun, like, put it in a rocket yeah. ship, send it away. Get it. Yeah. We're going to yeah, send eggnog to the Jets. Um, and- <laughs> <laughs> In exchange for a third round pick. Yeah. And if eggnog actually performs well, then it'll turn into a first round pick. But we'll see. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that one, we're only going with gingerbread. Sorry, Brian. These, that one didn't have a, a lot of our favorites this week. <laughs> you know, Dusty's sitting at home, like, pounding tables, like, eggnog is delicious. He's like, I- how dare these two? have a horrible feeling that Dusty likes eggnog and that I next bet. week when we regroup, it's going to be very, very troublesome. Can, can't you totally see him having like one of those uh, from Christmas vacation, having like the eggnog cup that Clark does like with the antlers on it and he's just pounding eggnogs. I feel like next week we're going to get on to record and Dusty's just going to have a mug and he's just going to be sipping <laughs> eggnog. <laughs> Not be, even that carton. He's gonna have the carton. <laughs> yeah, and it's gonna be disgusting. Oh, oh. This is the new fun dip. Uh, I love how he's not even here, and we're just assigning this tape to him. <laughs> you know, Dusty likes eggnog. <laughs> look at him. Look at him. He's an eggnog guy. <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, next question is from Alderon. They want to know. Uh, Two questions, actually. What was your favorite play from last Sunday's game? And then looking at the remaining regular season games, which team poses the biggest challenge to Green Bay other than themselves? They also said, keep up the good work. Love the Wednesday crew. Well, thank you for that. So, Steve, what was your favorite play from Sunday? Um, I think there was two. So I'm going to cheat because there was such – they beat the the, the the reigning Super Bowl champion, so I feel like we can yeah, talk about You can plays. cheat. It's okay. Um, you, you're taking your answer and Dustin's answer, so we'll let you do there it. There you go. There you go. Uh, number one was the Keyshawn Nixon interception. That was just awesome. 100%. Uh, and then hearing him talking – hearing him talk about it afterwards, about how the, he saw something on tape, and so he, he just knew – and then he saw that they were running it, and he just ran it with him. And I was like, "Dude, that was that was cool." But the one I think I jumped out of my chair the most for was the Christian Watson touchdown, right over the the cornerback, right at the back of the end zone. And that catch was just clutch. And I'm loving seeing him go attack the ball. Like we were all there were so many people, me included, like attacking and being like, "Hey, the six five wide receiver is playing like he's five six. He's not going to get the ball." And now he is attacking that football right now, and it's awesome to see. And then as far as a game that could be the most problematic, I don't know. I would say potentially the Buccaneers. You never know with Baker Mayfield. I think that's something that could – he could, you know, pull out a game out of his butt and uh, have something decent. So that would be my – that one or the Vikings, but the Vikings are stumbling pretty bad with with no quarterback really anymore. So – should be fascinating to see, but yeah, I'd say the Buccaneers. Well, you finally got your revenge because you literally stole all my answers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like every single one, even the backup answers. So I'm kind of pissed off, but that's okay. See, wow. it's not fun. It's not a good feeling, is it? When, you, when somebody goes before you and you're like, I have nothing to say now. <laughs> I, I will say honorable mention of a favorite play from Sunday was just 
Malik Heath breaking ankles. Oh, that oh, was oh, that was the moment where Bailey and I are watching the game, and you know we're like, oh yes, he caught it. Oh, and then oh oh oh, <laughs> we're you know we're like we're like wow, didn't know that he had that in him, and absolutely loved it. So mm-hmm. that was definitely a highlight in addition to the other things that you already mentioned. Um, and yeah, I put the Bucks and the Vikings as well for different reasons, though. Bucks, because I, I'm going to be tortured by the Bucks fans that I work with, sure. the Bucks fans that I'm friends with, and somehow the Packers would lose to them, and then I would never hear the end of it. Um, so for those reasons and my personal suffering, I'm a little concerned about that. And then Vikings, I think as far as divisional games that are left, they probably pose the biggest threat. Um, the Packers need to obviously win the rest of their divisional games. Um, so if it you know comes down to that and it's looking like in the last couple of weeks of the year, oh, wow, the Packers have a real chance of staying in the playoff race. Um, that game is going to become extremely important. And I could see where the Vikings would, even if they don't have a lot to play for at that point, they just want to you know, get the Packers out and kind of ruin their fun. So it's a little scary to think about, but, you know, hopefully the Packers just go 3-0 on this next stretch and then they're feeling good and they, they've already got something locked up for the playoffs by then or, or close to locked up. All right, next question is from PJ Gross. Um, they want to know, I never want the Packers to lose, but purely on an entertainment level, would you rather see them make the playoffs or miss out and get forced to do hard knocks? I'm going to go ahead and take this one. No, 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 PJ, no. Um, I don't really watch hard knocks that much anyways, so I don't know if that's partly why I just feel so strongly about this answer. But I want the Packers to make the playoffs. I Did I think? If you would have told me six months ago that the Packers even had a chance to make the playoffs, I would have thought you were crazy. Um, and so personally, as a fan, I want to see them win. I want to see them succeed. I think not making the playoffs and then making the playoffs with Jordan Love as your starter uh, is a pretty sweet accomplishment. And also it would piss off a lot of people. And that would make me pretty happy um, because there are so I feel many like you're people. starting to channel your inner Steve right now. Yeah, I mean, like, maybe. I'm going to answer this. No, no, no. Um, it would piss off a lot of people. The Packers made the playoffs. And I'd love to see that meltdown happen. Um, so, yeah, I want the Packers to succeed. I want them to win. And would love to see just people cry about it along the way. Love it. And our last question is from at forward Armado. They want to know, is rotating the O-line good? Does it leave guys with fresh legs? I've seen a bunch of stuff on this, and I think fresh legs is one aspect to it, but the the bigger aspect to it is the competition level is you don't want this one, you know, the – you don't want JRJ Sean, uh, you know, or, or Ryan to kind of sit there and be like, no, I got this locked up. It seems to be – uh, same thing with, with Walker, Nyman. Like, it seems to be bringing out the best in them. They've been playing really well the last couple of weeks um, and keeps them involved at all times. Like, when am I going back in? And that competition always normally brings out your better performance. So I'm all for it until they have it all figured out as to who they really love. And whatever is working to keep Jordan Love upright, I say keep doing that. Yep. Um, you know, it, it seems to be working for them. And right now I don't really want to tell the Packers to change much when they play as, as good as they did on Sunday. And as I mentioned earlier in the episode, protected Jordan Love as, as well as they did. So um, 
I think too, as they're kind of trying some new things and at, at times they move a little bit quicker, they, they want guys that have some fresh legs in there too. So do I think that's the number one reason? No, but is it a factor? Probably. All right. Well, that wraps it up for content this week. Before we go, though, we always like to have a couple final thoughts. So, Steve, what do you got this week? Oh, not too much. Just um, like we've talked about in the past, holiday season can always be really tough, whether it's, you know, extra expenses, extra time with family that you don't want to see or anything along those lines. So make sure you're always taking care of your own mental health. Like that's a big thing, uh, especially this time of year. It can be really, really stressful. So if anybody ever needs to talk, we've got our DMs open for sure. Would love to <laughs> just listen whenever need be. But um, yeah, we're, we're looking forward to being back next week. Sarah, but what about, what about you? Yeah, I don't have this much or that much this week either. Um, honestly, just really excited about where the season's headed. We're having a lot of fun doing this. Of course, we missed Dusty this week, but we hope he's back next week. But and you know, can't wait to hear about his experience at Lambeau. Uh, that game just looked like it was so much fun, and I'm really jealous of anybody that was there. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, just hope everyone is enjoying the season. It's the best time of the year to have sports back. And uh, whether you're angry about the college football playoff or you're (laughs) angry at your NFL team or your fantasy team, in in a few months we're going to be wishing that we were back here um, in the peak of the sports season. So um, just hope everybody is enjoying it. Thanks as always for listening. Uh, We'll catch you next week. You can follow us at Sarah Keller 4, at Steve Faratch, at Dusty Evely, and at Packaday Podcast. We'll talk to you again soon after what's hopefully another Packers win. As always, go Pack Go! This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.